So, uh, so, uh, uh, what do I do? This is cats covered with hair. I'm also covered in hair, and we don't have an intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Glacier Gamble. This is episode 36, I believe. I three six. You know, there's just so many great episodes. It's hard to keep track. They all mesh together at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's just one long continuous series, just like Marvel movies. We got a lot of good information for you today. Uh, I am not feeling great. So if this comes out late, I apologize. If it comes out on time, you know, pat myself on the back here. We got some good NBA talk. We got some Minnesota Timberwolves. We got some blockbuster trades that people were talking about happening this offseason, potentially. Uh, then we have some NFL news. We got some coaching hires, quarterback news, XFL with just one quick XFL story. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, some other quarterback news. And that's actually all we got for you. Uh, we'll probably start doing college football here soon, but not yet. Not until we get a little bit closer, just because, you know, that's not really something super interesting once people are a little more interested when the draft gets closer we'll we'll start covering that i got some people i got my eye on but we're not going to actually create stories yet anyway starting with the nba tracy mcgrady he made a statement about a current superstar in the nba what a lot of people say is currently the best player in the nba considering he's the reigning champion and is sleepwalking to almost averaging a triple double as a big man Giannis antetokounmpo tracy mcgrady said he would struggle because he would get clamped and not be allowed to get into the lane they would clog the lane so he wouldn't he would have to develop a shot so he would not be able to handle his generation of basketball his era a lot of people reacted to that you know on either side but um, i was watching an interview with uh, Shaq, and Shaq it wasn't brought up this was just a completely separate interview and Shaq said they asked him if he'd be able to handle the nba today how would he be able to play in today without being able to shoot and i was like okay well this works perfectly with the Giannis situation and Shaq said I would play like Giannis I just I thought that was absolutely perfect like yeah Giannis isn't Shaq's size like Shaq came Shaq into the would, NBA Shaq, if Shaq could play if Shaq was in today's NBA Shaq would feast Shaq's gonna dominate no matter where he what generation yeah. is in I mean he's what seven foot one 320 pounds and he came yeah. into the NBA at six percent body fat or something yeah. like that it was just nuts Shaq saying in order to be successful for somebody like him in the NBA the model, the person he'd more, like model his game after is Giannis, I think was proof that Trace McGrady was so wrong. I think Giannis would be just as successful. I wouldn't say he would be Shaq successful because he's yeah. not the same size, yeah, but Giannis think, could play the same way as he does now. I don't think he would struggle in T-Max era. I, I think if Giannis came into the league during that era, I think his skill set would probably have developed a little bit different than it has in this you know like no one no one can stop him from driving the lane or anything but yeah i think the the in like t-max shack area era there was a lot of dominant bigs you know you got um you know yeah yeah you got um david robinson tim duncan ben wallace white uh yeah you know what i mean like all these there's a lot of bigs that are were probably better rim defenders 
than we have in our even like class. the smaller names like uh antonio mcdice yeah i like, mean like so i got alonzo morning i can't believe yeah you got a lot like you got yeah, there's a lot of like big rim defender type people so i do think Giannis would Giannis's game would have to change a little bit yeah but if he came in in that era his game would have adapted to that era so if he came in in that era they would have had him develop post moves as opposed yeah. to now where he can just rely on being bigger stronger faster yeah. they would have just had him develop his footwork probably work on his free throws jack didn't have to work on his free throws but yeah that was the thing is they ended up being able to do hack a shack, hack a Ben Wallace. They did they did those sorts right. of things. If if Giannis grew up in that era, I think he would work on free throws based on his current mentality. He just seems like a guy that would work. I think he would work on free throws. And I think the 100% he would work on a low post fade. He would work on a, oh, yeah. a what is he it? Probably, a he'd probably have an off season with Dirk. Like he could, you know what I mean? So up and under. Yeah, he would do an, he would do uh, something with Dirk. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, you know, Dirk has six different areas of the floor where he was the highest scorer in NBA yeah. history. Yeah, most of them were, five of them were uh, mid-range. Mid-range from the left side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think, I don't think he would necessarily struggle. And that's unfair if, uh, like, I guess that's unfair from T-Max saying he, he would, he would need to like shoot or develop a shot because that's what t-mac had to do like t-mac yeah. had to eventually develop a shot yeah. part of t-mac having to develop a shot was injuries so he couldn't move as a much of, but a lot of players in today's nba wouldn't be able to survive in that old school nba and then vice versa people in that old school nba wouldn't be able to survive in this it's because it's so different yeah. it'd be it'd yeah. be you you get there's different pacing then there's different physicality. It's impossible to yeah. compare eras because, and just like you said, if Giannis grew up in that era, he's gonna not develop his game the way it is now. Yeah. Steph grows up in that era, Steph is gonna become a distributor. Steph's gonna focus yeah. on assists over shooting. Yeah. And like, even like Cat, for instance, all those centers would never be out on the three point line. No. All those big, big defensive centers would never be out on the three point line. So Cat would be a four. Yeah. Cats, yeah, Cat's going to either get every shot he wants out there or he's going to be able to blow by whoever's guarding him. So, I mean, I think Cat would 100% changed. be like a Dirk four. Oh, yeah. Like, he would be he would be next to one of those. Like, he would be next to a Samuel D'Alembert. Yeah. Like, he would. It's Olawa uh, Candy. Olawa yeah. Candy. Yeah, he would, he would de definitely be by some of these big men. Yeah. So, I think T-Mac's wrong. Just one. I love to Trace McGrady. But he's 100% uh, wrong here, in my opinion. I think Giannis would succeed because he wouldn't be current Giannis. He'd be that Giannis. Yeah. And he'd still be yeah. seven, six foot ten and fast. Next, speaking of Cat, though, we were just talking about him. Cat is the greatest big shoot greatest shooting big man of all time. We mentioned last week or a couple weeks ago that they were calling Joel MB the best shooter shooting big man of all time. And then you and I said no. Yeah, Joel Embiid's like three point percentage over his career is like 25%. It's not great. Like he, he just recently, like a couple of years ago, started getting a jump, like a mid-range jumper. Yeah. So, I think it was last year he had a streak of 10 games where he was shooting like 46% from three. So it's like, I, mean, I think like, people think about, sometimes they think about peaks of players and attribute that peak across their whole career. 
Yeah. Like, so when they think Joel Embiid, they're like, well, he can shoot out a 46% clip from three. Well, yeah. he can't for a whole season if right. he can play the whole season. Not a lot of people even shoot 40% from three. Like, that's such a tough right. feat. Steph, so. Steph can barely shoot over 40 from three. Yeah. Did you know that Russell Westbrook, this is just a random fact, he brought Steph. Russell Westbrook has a higher field goal percentage right now than Steph does. Yeah, this is Steph's worst shooting year of his career. He started well, out super hot. Well, Everybody said he Steph was Steph like, Curry. Yeah, since it's Steph Curry as opposed to Russell Westbrook's fall from grace or whatever. But yeah, everybody thinks Russ is just the worst, but all of a sudden Steph is, you yeah. know, having the worst year of his career, and nobody seems to talk about it because he's, you know, he's golden boy. So yeah. it's kind of like. I think he's one of the best players of all time. Oh, absolutely. But he, we can also be honest and say this is Steph is trash. After, he was hot to begin, and then this year he's just been like the below trash average. Trash Steph standards is still better. Yeah. Well, he's I, I don't know, below average. I, I've said it before. I said this about Anthony Edwards, that if you're taking a ton of shots, that if you're not making at least you know, 40 50% of those shots from two and three total, you end up hurting your team more than right. like, helping. Yeah, you see, I mean, you see Ants super uh efficient nights and we just don't like it's just the uh, yeah and Monday. when steph shoots eight for ten from three i guarantee anytime he's over 50 percent, the warriors win rate is probably right. just insane so yeah I, I mean he's just not doing well this year which is you know that's totally fine nobody's perfect yeah. but cat on the other hand yeah. was yeah. damn near perfect in the three-point contest for yeah. the final round I mean, a new new final record even though they changed the amount of points you can get um i know we were upset with that when because capono had it yeah, and they changed it. Steph beat it. In my eyes, Capono still has it. Like Capono yeah. is has his own with an asterisk because the scoring was different. Right. Uh, but then Cat decided to beat that previous record. Uh, instead of being twenty eight in the final round, he got twenty nine. He missed his last four shots too. He was so on pace to go better. Yeah. And that other Mountain Dew ball was in and out. It was pretty awesome. I uh, we love Cat. We're huge, Carl. It's the only Sports Illustrated I own is that Carol Anthony Towns KG one. Um, and the the last uh, last big man a four or five to win it was uh, ten years ago. It was Kevin Love, Minnesota Timberwolves. So before that, it was Dirk. That was the only big men to ever win the three point contest. Those was Pagea considered a big man? I think he was a three at the time. Okay, that's what I thought. So, but in today's NBA, he'd be a four. So right. Well, yeah, I'm so happy for Cat. I do think he is with no Cat, best three, the best shooting big man of all time. Yeah. I know it sounds exaggerating. It sounds, oh, you guys are home fans. Yes, we're home fans, but it doesn't mean that's not true. And I saw that Jarrett Allen said he wants to do the three point contest next year. I don't see him doing as well as Cat. But I'm all for it. But yeah, I think Carl Anthony Towns is, uh, I think he deserved that. And it was super awesome. If Steph and Clay were in it, Steph got 28. So yeah, yeah, Steph got 28 in his final. So it means Cat could have beaten these other guys. So uh, congratulations, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Just, just awesome the last nba topic we have is regarding another big man who somebody who many people believe is better than cat however because of his health i'll take cat any day anthony davis people you know we talked about it last week big news networks are stealing our thing saying anthony davis needs to be traded and now they're saying lebron needs to be traded but it started with taking our anthony davis thing it was the odd couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker that brought this up. They said that if the Lakers were to trade Anthony Davis, their thought, they think the best trade 
would be Anthony Davis to the Miami Heat for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Because it was originally supposed to be just, it was Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo was the rumor. They, the odd couple, the guys on the odd couple said that that wasn't nearly enough and that you'd have to put Jimmy in there as well. I don't know where this huge idea of Anthony Davis has come from. Like, I understand Anthony Davis is amazing. Like, he's, he's, he's very good. Nobody talks about him the way that they talk about a lot of other superstars. Like, if, if another super, uh, like, a, like the way people are talking about Damian Lillard right now. Worst player on the NBA, all 75. Most overrated player in basketball. But because he's never been able to go deep into the playoffs, uh, he only leads to regular season success, which is exactly what Anthony Davis had in New Orleans. And except Damian Lillard, this is the first time he's ever really had a long-term injury. And, and so, like, I don't get why people think Anthony Davis is worth... You know, six first round picks. I don't I don't understand why Anthony Davis is worth a Jimmy Butler and a Bam. Yeah, New Orleans Pelicans AD when he got traded from the Pelicans to New Orleans, like yeah, like if you want to set the precedent of an like a, a superstar value, it's three first it was three first round picks and three former first round picks. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, and Anthony Davis didn't really have long term health issues in New Orleans. Um, but yeah, you get, you get him to LA and now it's like you, your team is so old. You have no assets, you know, it's it, almost desperate. Like the Lakers want to win a championship. I understand that. Like LeBron wants, they want to win another championship with LeBron, but like once LeBron is gone, you are, you have no window, no. you have no plan, no, nothing. You have no window, no plan. You, That's you, why they refused to gone. trade that first round pick with John Wall and Russ. Yeah. Because Everyone they had gone. to have something. Yep. Yeah. I remember texting you and I was like, I have an unpopular opinion. I was like, I would trade AD. And you were like, dude, I was just thinking this. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just just thinking this. So, I would have shopped AD. I would have done a Westbrook for wall trade. I, pro I probably wouldn't have included the first round pick. Um, no. But, but you got to tell me you have some other asset that you can move and get John Wall. Or, like, you know, be like, we won't give you a first, but how about two seconds? Like, yeah. is that okay? Like yeah. I, I would have tried to get Westbrook for Wall, um, and I 100% would have been like, who, what can we get for AD? Can we get? If you could have gotten Bam and Jimmy. You do that in a heartbeat. You do it in a heartbeat. Like you just. Yeah. I think I there's know. no way. I, I, I think Jimmy Butler is the one who's most upset about that trade because Jimmy goes from a team that actually like, is built the, around. Yeah, and why would they do? Why would they keep do that? They're like third nope. in the third in the East. Because so. the Heat, the Heat feel like they're one piece away. And apparently there's issues with Bam. I don't know if it's off court, on court, whatever it is. But apparently Bam is the piece that they want to shop. I don't. I, I don't know. If I were them, I'd probably try to shop Hero because. I think yeah. he's overvalued. But anyway, uh, yeah. And then the other the other trade they mentioned was Carl Anthony Towns. We were just talking about him. Uh, same two in the same conversation after bringing up Bam and Jimmy. They said, how about uh, AD for Cat? And then Broussard, Chris Broussard said, you'd have to get more. It'd have to be more than just Cat, though. And then I'm sitting there like, uh, no, it'd have to be more than Anthony Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why would the Timberwolves mess up their sure. current young core that's doing well for somebody who's probably not going to play for them and has both the same amount of playoff experience and proof as Cat yeah, does? Yeah, we are, we, are, we are two and a half games, uh, two and a half games away from Denver for a playoff, like, 
absolute 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 playoff spot. All right, without having um, to do the play. And we are we are basically guaranteed like as long as we go 500, we're guaranteed the seventh slot, which means we just have to win one of two games to get into the playoffs. And the Lakers are like on the verge of getting out of the plan. Why would we? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? <laughs> I don't think they would. And so I thought That's that conversation. Best player. Was it's, it's, it's not like yeah. It's that overvaluing of AD. Like it's it's that huge exactly. overvalue. It's not not only do people not watch Timberwolves games, but everybody thinks AD is just some miraculous, one of the best big man of all time. Maybe we are overvaluing Cat. Like we very right. well could be overvaluing Cat. Sure. But yep. every fan base is going to overvalue their players. So like if these are Lakers fans, which I'm I'm assuming like Broussard is like they they both currently live in LA, I believe. So yeah, they're they're overvaluing their own player. Like I I, I understand that, but like either that or New York. One if of they them lives like, in New if York. They, sure. Like if we're talking about Westbrook and Wall, which we're not, we're not Lakers fans. We're just basketball fans, and we have basketball knowledge. We can look at that trade and be like, "Yes, the Lakers need to do that to get better." Sure, even AD, AD for Jimmy and Bam, like that's a hard loss. I, I, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I thought those trades were dumb. That's really all we have for basketball talk. I think Anthony Davis is overvalued. If I were the Timberwolves, I would have asked for more. So if the Lakers ask for more, just I mean, I would have asked for probably a lot more. The cat's like three years younger than AD too. No thanks. I'm I'm happy where the Timberwolves are. One more thing. Speaking of the Timberwolves, there was a small interaction between Carl Anthony Towns and Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Yep. At All Star All Star Weekend, and um, I thought it was funny. Cat uh, was talking. Um, this was. Two games, two games before the All-Star break, we went up against uh, Toronto and lost, but we went up against Charlotte, and Cat had like 19 points in the last two, in the fourth quarter in overtime to beat Charlotte. And uh, Michael Jordan essentially went up to him, they were talking for a little bit, and then Michael Jordan had to get pulled to go to the NBA 75 thing. And he's like, I saw what you did to my team, fuck you. Yeah, yep. yep. And so, so there, were, there were people making jokes that he didn't recognize Cat. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were like, yeah, they didn't understand what he was saying. He definitely, I couldn't catch the first thing. It sounded like you cooked us. But he, the second thing he told Cat was 100% fuck you. Yeah. He definitely told Cat yeah. fuck you, which is why Cat went, eh. Like eventually Cat <laughs> wouldn't let go of his hand. He was like, eh. <laughs> like that was Cat's response yeah. to being told fuck you by Michael <laughs> Jordan. I thought, yeah. A little wanted... interaction. And Jordan's competitive, obviously. But yeah, like, he, he just, he told Magic Johnson, 1v1 me on the court right now. Yeah. So, so, but it was all a good, good taste. It was all yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I think, I think Michael Jordan, similar to Kobe, it's always, you know, like tongue in cheek a little bit. Like he definitely wants to say "fuck you," and he a hundred percent means it. Like he was one hundred percent telling Cat "fuck you." Yeah. But he was also saying like, I saw if I had you on the team, job. I wouldn't be yeah. mad. Yeah. Yeah, like you were one hundred percent. You cooked us, but if I was on the court, I would have cooked you, sort of thing. Yeah. I love MJ. I think. I love Michael. He's so great. I, he's obviously you hear that he's like a dick and you know all this sort of thing. I don't care. I don't care. There's oh, I base. I would guarantee most athletes that you meet are going to be similar. Anyway, that's it for basketball talk. Got some good conversation in there. I think so. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our NBA section. Moving on to football, though, we got some good stuff. Uh, first thing that we want to talk about is Brian Flores. We've mentioned him a few times on a couple different episodes. Uh, Brian Flores has, has been hired. If you go back to the for the first episode when Brian Flores was originally fired, we hadn't heard anything about it yet. This was before he had started like the lawsuit or anything. 
thing. I, I don't know what if you felt the same. You agreed with me at the time that I said it, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Flores is hired by the time the Super Bowl's over. And he was only it was only like a two weeks or a week and a half after the Super Bowl that he was hired, right. something like that. So like we were right on there. Like Brian Flores is a highly desired coach. I think he's with a good fit. I think with Mike Tomlin, he has not necessarily a similar coaching style as Tomlin. It's almost like uh, Tomlin is more player friendly as opposed to Flores, who is winning first. But I think they're both win first. It's just Tomlin right. is willing to give the players what he wants because he understands sure. keeping them happy sort of thing. Um, and, you know, we have you have. I mentioned this before 20 times. If you can afford somebody who's good enough to be a head coach or a coordinator and have them as a positions coach or a coordinator, you get you shell out as much money as you can to have the highest paid coaching staff possible. Like yeah. I always said, like I think the Vikings, when they got rid of Zimmer, I was like, bring in a super expensive coach, have that coach bring in like, look at who everybody else is interviewing for head coaching jobs. Anybody that doesn't get a head coaching job, give them the highest possible wage and make them your coordinator. Right. Like, oh, Eric Bieniemy, what didn't get any? All right, hire Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator and pay him $4 sure. million. Like, sure. I think I think doing something like this for the Steelers is gonna end up really well for them, especially if they end up getting Deshaun Watson now. If they end yeah. up getting Aaron Rodgers, if they end up getting Russell Wilson, if they end up getting Kenny Pickett, I, I think this is going to work out really well for their team. Uh, and I'm actually really happy for Brian Flores. I know that they, there were some negative things being said about him. No, he, he deserves a coaching job in the NFL. He, doing what he did with the Dolphins, who I don't think are a very good team, being able to do what he did with them was proof he's very good. Mentioned their quarterback, their quarterback situation. Uh, there's currently... If I if I know you already read it, so I can't have you guess. Yeah. yeah. But if I were to have you guess, okay, let me I take a say, shot at it. <laughs> who is the highest paid guaranteed money in a single season in NFL history? Well, I'm just after next like, year. I'm just gonna be on Vikings Twitter and say Kirk Cousins. That's just uh, it is not Kirk Cousins. Oh uh, it is Matt Ryan. Oh, Next wow. year, Matt Ryan will be getting around $48 million guaranteed. A big reason for that is restructuring his deals over and over and over. And now the bill has come due. Yep. Uh, they can't really restructure it at all. All this money has been restructured to this point because this is about where they could push it, which I think the Falcons are going to be absolutely terrible because of this. They had a couple really good young players, but it doesn't sound like they plan on re-signing Cordero Patterson. Yeah, no. Well, Patterson has actually been liking a lot of Vikings tweets recently, just yeah. like he did last year. He wants to come back. AJ Terrell can't carry. AJ Terrell and Deion Jones is a great start, but you need more than just that. Kyle Pitts is awesome, but you need more than just that. I, I think the Falcons are going to pay pretty heavy for this. Um, I've, I don't think any quarterback is worth $48 million. I want all players to take what they can, but also understand that if you don't win, it's because you have such a big salary. Yeah. Hey, any quarterback that takes 20-30% of the cap, I think, is willing to accept that they might never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, the, lucky, the magic number is 16%. Otherwise, you have to basically hit a miracle. Yeah. Like, you have to. Everything has to fall. No injuries for your team. Low amount of penalties. Win every home game that you can try to get to buy like you have to have it if you want to be one of those people that you have a high cap salary cap quarterback and make it into the playoffs or win the super bowl everything has to go right for you and the falcons would need a miracle in my opinion to try to do anything but i thought that was crazy matt ryan highest paid player 
in a single season. While while I do think Matt Ryan deserves to be a highly paid quarterback, because I think he's underrated, he's definitely Matty Ice. Yeah, uh, he's definitely on the decline too. Absolutely, though. he's so, on the decline. This is um, this, this is just what happens. You backload a player's salary. Yeah. Well, Mahomes will top that because he's got the ten year fifty, and so that's probably going to ramp up. He's going to make fifty something some year. So right. And if they ever restructure and move that money, because I believe they already have moved some of it to near further to the back, if they do that consistently, that tenth year he might be a like 70, 80, 80 yeah. million dollar guy. Man. Like that's one thing. He's people... the only guy out there on offense. He right. Yeah. All to himself. He's got like high schoolers blocking for him, just had like volunteers. They can't even afford the high schoolers. They got to put mats out there. Like yeah, because at that point, uh, high schoolers can have name, image, likeness too, so they'll have yeah. to pay them anyway. It's just volunteers. It's like people that work in Kansas City. Like, oh, that's uh, that's John. The he's the McDonald's drive-through guy on Sundays. <laughs> he blocks for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if they end, if they restructure, that's going to be Kansas City in ten years. That's why, if my my opinion, Kansas City, every year they don't win a Super Bowl should be stress inducing to the max. Yeah. Like this year, would make my blood pressure skyrocket. Like we not only did we not make it to this, we not only did we not win, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd be a little nervous. Next thing we want to talk about is actually the XFL. So that'll be our next discussion. Now owned by you know The Rock, Dwayne. Hanson, Hanson. Apparently, the XFL is going to work with the NFL, which is what, in order to for the XFL another football league to succeed. In my opinion, that's what they've had to do this whole time. Like if you don't work with the NFL, if you try to compete with the NFL, you're going to lose. So, working with the NFL is your highest chance of success. Probably means the NFL is going to take a share of the revenue, which is disappointing, but for them. But I mean, longevity of the league could be. Uh, helpful. Uh, it sounds like it's going to function like a G League. They're going to test out different rules. So when the NFL wants to propose a radical rule change, they're going to put it in the XFL. And the XFL doesn't sound like they really have a choice. They're going to have to implement it and try to work their way around these rules. Example, I believe one of the things that they'd like to, which planned five to ten years in the future, is laser in the ball like a laser sensor so that we no longer need the chains manual chains so that we'll have the exact spotting of the ball at all times a lot of people are against that you see how far it, it went forward like yeah in a, in a scrap yeah or so now you don't you take away the ref having a bad spot and you take away the chains and the yellow line will probably be more exact on the production and sure. something stuff like that you know oh what will it be like if we tr put in only needing one foot down to catch count as a catch. Sure. Oh, how do we define uh, what is a catch? Overtime rules. Uh, overtime rules. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna test everything out in the XFL. Uh, sounds like XFL players will be allowed to be taken, be up to a certain point, and brought into the NFL. But after a certain point, I don't know if it'll be functioning like a trade deadline where you can't sign the XFL player beyond that point. Should be really interesting. Um, I think that's super smart on both ends because the NFL's always needed some sort of G League. In my opinion, something where right. guys that maybe are that have you know fallen off, they don't people don't seem to sign them anymore. They're going for the young guys to show that they still have a spot. You no, know, like this sure. is something I think Adrian Peterson would have used during that time off where he was without a team. Yeah, to show that he had a he still had some in the tank. And then you got rookies that don't get drafted that maybe you never heard of, like D three guys that it's like yeah, bring put me in, coach. I think I think this will be 
good overall for the health of the league. And, you know, if you really are a football fan, like last time the XFL or the AAF, whatever, all these other leagues that are right. coming out. Yeah. A lot of people that, that I talked to were like, why? Because like, I was watching a few of those games. And people were always like, why are you watching that? That's not good football. And it's like, well, it's not as good. I mean, it's still like if you like football, it's not like it's on it not enjoyable. Right. Like um, like arena football or whatever. Like get to see Johnny Manziel run around and do his do his money sign thing. So Yeah. It's yeah. still entertaining. It's just not NFL. You're, you're not gonna try to tune in every week. But yeah. if it's on, you might not turn the channel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool. And uh with a businessman like The Rock behind it super smart another businessman who is often considered smart some some would say they call what they use a genius and that's why a lot of people are rubbed the wrong way and i was oh he's he's not really that personable of a guy um apparently he got rubbed in all the right ways aaron Rodgers just went through a very intense claim wait 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 rub the rub the right ways don't don't get him confused with Deshaun here. Oh, That's... well, this is just up his nostril mainly. And okay. then um, butthole, I believe. Okay. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, if you haven't seen, he did this cleanse. He said it was a Middle Eastern or Indian cleanse. However, there was a Middle Eastern or Indian man on ESPN that said he had never even heard of this. So, you know, so, uh, Aaron Rodgers said it was 800 to 1,000 years old. The cleanse was primarily, t- so he st- it starts with vo- a day of vomiting to get rid of the bile and mucus. Then it's a day of forced laxatives and forcing yourself to uh, excrete diarrhea to get rid of all the negatives in your lower half. Uh, And then the next, the third day is a bunch of enemas because all of the toxins have now accumulated near your colon. So the enemas are to clear those out. Then the then it's followed by uh, where they take ghee and clarified butter. Also, you're consuming ghee during this time, and that's supposed to help with clearing out that. It absorbs the toxins, and then you excrete the ghee that has absorbed everything. Then they take the ghee, it's clarified butter. This whole time you've been talking about this, you've had a disgusted look on your face. It's the, like it's pain, how, it how, pains it, you. It, it does. Pains Imagine you. yourself doing this. this uh, like I, I did it. Two weeks ago when I was sick. Exactly. And did you feel good hours. during all of this? Oh, I felt like dog water. I did you feel good when it was done? Did you feel no. like, I feel great now? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he, so then they dipped like clarified butter and they, they swirl it up your each nostril to clear out the sinus. It's supposed oh. to help with your, <laughs> with like ear, nose, throat. Like clear all that yeah. out. And then obviously the consuming of the ghee and then throughout this you are not eating caffeine, sugar, all these certain things. And you're using yoga, doing yoga and meditation during this time. Um, but yeah, and then he said afterward, he's just you know, head to toe, body cleanse, spiritual, physical, all of it. My comment was one trip to White Castle way cheaper does the exact same thing guarantee at least five days of just never leaving the bathroom not sure which hole's gonna come out and it is a spiritual experience so one trip to white castle or probably multiple thousands of dollars for this one person to just finger your nose and asshole for days i just like obviously one of those things i'll do if it's cheap but i'll prefer the white castle so exactly um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I, I, if he feels good, you know, maybe he needed that cleansing after his split with his fiance. No, never, never. It's never fun to hear somebody split up, whether you like the person or not. No, don't want him to have like a broken heart. If this is what he needed, I'm glad he got what he needed, but oh my God. 
That's just. You no, know, maybe he should just um, drink some curdled milk. Chew on that for a bit. He should. He should. Um, you know, take his spiritual cleanse and just take some time off from the NFL. I think. Don't come back to the Packers. Do you? Yeah. Uh, Do you as many times as you want a day? Yeah. Just not in the NFL. Not in yeah. the NFC North. Yeah, I'm totally fine if he wants to, you know, take a year or two off. Maybe, maybe retire completely, go to Jeopardy. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on, though. Kirk Cousins, another quarterback. Some people say he is similar. Quirky, doesn't really get along with everyone. But he's a quarterback that some people are saying might not be in the NFC North either. Anymore. Why? Yeah. Because apparently the Carolina Panthers called the Vikings and asked it for a trade. This was completely blown out of proportion, which I made this tweet out Um for those of you that didn't read the original story or didn't communicate with the original source, the Panthers called and it went no further than asking how much. The Panthers called saying, basically, would how Is much would available? it take for Kirk Cousins? Is Kirk Cousins yeah. available? The Vikings responded and the Panthers said, okay, later. So either the Vikings said, we're not interested, and their response was, no, he's not available. Or they said a price that was so high, the Panthers were like, can't do that. Or they're, you know, okay, we'll think about it. Like, those, yeah. that's the only yeah. possibilities. So it's not, oh, they, yeah, they talked I, about I Darnold. Believe, they talked about this person. Like, yeah, I don't believe that the, the if, if the Panthers, if this is an actual report that came out and the Panthers called and the price was too high, you would have heard the price was too high. So that just makes me believe that we gave them, we, I mean, honestly, it was probably a, a Stafford-like deal. Like the only thing I think is interesting is the Panthers aren't going to leak that. So I think that was leaked on the Vikings side. And I would assume reporter that wanted, uh, I would assume it's leaked by the Vikings. If it is by the Vikings, it's probably to let Kirk know that they are willing to trade him to maybe coerce him into restructuring. The other stuff was that apparently there was multiple other, there are currently like three teams interested in trading for Kirk cousins, the Philadelphia Eagles were interested the Carolina Panthers are interested. And then there was one other team I tweeted about. I can't remember. I think it was the Colts, Indianapolis Colts. And then today there was a, something about the Niners. And I was sitting, I was sitting there like for a guy that everybody seems to hate and this just terrible quarterback. These are a lot of teams that are trying to win now and like do well in their division that are trying to get Kirk Cousins. All these guys that don't want Kirk, all these people that think Kirk Cousins is bad. How do you explain the Eagles are willing to move on from Jalen Hurts because and Kirk Cousins because they think Kirk Cousins would make them better than the Cowboys, better than the football team, and like and the Giants. The yeah. Niners would want Kirk probably to give Trey Lance another year. Yeah, but and they to go deep into the deeper into the playoffs. And more. as an upgrade over Jimmy G, who just 100%. took them to the Super Bowl a couple years yeah. ago and almost again. Uh the Colts, who have believed that they are on the cusp of a Super Bowl for like three years in a row now, which is why they got Phillip Rivers, then Carson Wentz, because they kept thinking that these guys were going to take them. They think that Kirk Cousins is that guy. They think the Colts are not in an easy division. So they think Kirk Cousins is a guy that can take them far. Why do all these really like at least above average teams at worst Niners are better than above average, but if you want to be, you know, whatever about Philly it, made, Philly was like, Right there in the playoffs too. Philly Colts the are the only one of those three that didn't make the playoffs because yeah. yeah, but Philly, yeah, Philly did make the playoffs. Yeah, Panthers, 
want a quarterback because if they get a competent quarterback, that's their division. Like, yeah, I mean, they were a, they were a competitive team with Teddy Bridgewater. They weren't competitive with Darnold because Darnold is dog water. Like, yeah. he's just not good. I saw some people saying like, absolutely, a lot of Vikings fans obviously were all for it. I don't want to like you know dive too deep into it because these, like I said, these initial talks are not going anywhere. Sounds like the yeah. the Vikings are not interested in moving him, but. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of Vikings fans all for it. They want Kirk gone. You absolutely do it because you can move on from the contract. The Darnold contract, actually, you don't really net too much. And you're not going anywhere. Yeah. All these trades for Kirk are, you have to be okay going 3 and 14. You just have 6 and 11 would be good. The only team that makes sense there, well, actually, there's two teams that make sense. Um, And that would be Philadelphia and. San Francisco, they're not going to like to hear this, but you would want a young quarterback. Right, you'd ask for, and the the Eagles have what, three first round picks? Yeah, because they got one for the Wentz. So it'd be like, all right, at least one of those first round picks and Hurts. Yeah. And, and, but Niners, like, we don't want Jimmy G. We, we wouldn't want Jimmy G. We would ask for Trey Lance. Like, that's, that's how it'd be. And like, yeah, uh, and they're not doing that. Yeah. Or so, it'd be like, oh, well, give us one of your young defensive guys that you really like. Obviously, not Nick Bosa or uh, Fred Warner, but, you know, give us some of these other, like, they would be asking for a lot. And that's because Kirk Cousins is not bad. So I think this is all just proof. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback, and we've seen it with every team. We saw those 16 guys that made the Super Bowl that were never able to make it back with whole, like, Joe, Joe, everybody's talking about that with Joe Burrow, how he might never make it back to the Super Bowl, all these other, and, like, Kirk Cousins was better than almost every one of those 16 guys that made it. It was just proof to me that without that team around you, no quarterback is making it exactly. to the Super Bowl. Speaking, like, sticking with the Vikings, though, they did hire their next five. They hired Matt Daniels as their special teams coordinator, Durante Jones as their D-back, Ken Katwika as their assistant special teams coach, Wes Phillips as their offensive coordinator, Mike Smith as their outside linebackers, and pass rush specialist. Wes Phillips was the one everybody's talking about, the offensive coordinator. I'm big into special teams, so I like the fact that we got multiple special team tires done. But yeah, Wes Phillips apparently is one of these young guys that wants to embrace the new mentality of the modern offense. Yeah, I think that was all good news. I don't think we need to do too much into it, but... Yeah, I think the the one thing that stood out to me, um, I watched the Matt Daniels interview. Um, He had a lot to say. I don't know if he was supposed to just keep doing his intro, but he just kept, kept going, kept going, kept going. So um, but yeah, he came from uh, he came from the Cowboys. Um, obviously, the Cowboys had like four block punts, punt return touchdowns. So like they they did well. And Zerline um, made a resurgence. Yeah, and so he apparently he he spoke to Kenne, and uh, he said that he believes Kenne can be one of the best returners in the league. So, well, he could. Yeah. So Kenne exploded the second he started returning. Well, everybody knew that he got drafted, and it was like this is going to be our new returner. But he's a rookie, so he's got to he had to get past a certain individual stubbornness to get out there. Oh, you mean the little bitch boy coach? Yeah, because it wasn't Ryan Ficken. Ryan Ficken knew what he was doing. So speaking of not little bitch boy coach, David Cully. David Cully was the Texans coach. He got fired. You know, mentioned I I don't believe that with a guy like Davis Mills as your quarterback. That, a lot of people said that if Dave, if you can win with Davis Mills, you're a good coach. Then he was winning games with Davis Mills. Well, there was but another coach that there, there was another coach that got fired, and people were wondering. People were like going to bat for this coach, like why did he get fired? Which was Brian Flores. But people seem to love seem to love uh, Tua. 
Tagovailoa. Davis Mills and Tua had almost identical seasons this past season. Yeah. Like touchdowns, interceptions, Throwing, completions. Yep, it was rushing. Tua had the advantage in rushing. Right. But when it came to all passing stats, passer rating, completions, percentage, yeah. yards, touchdown, interception, all of it. Identical. Almost identical. And people were talking as if Davis Mills was the next Zach Mettenberger or yeah. Paxton Lynch, like one of these yeah. guys. And they talk about Tua every year as if he has the potential. He just needs the right coach. He needs that right yeah. team. Yeah. Everything. Like, I don't know what it is about wanting Tua to succeed. It's probably the injury thing. Like, got injured, right. benched, and then his replace. Just like Carson Wentz. People wanted Carson Wentz to succeed because he got replaced by somebody who won the Super Bowl. Tua got replaced by somebody who won the national championship. I think people want to root for him. I think that I, 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 I like Tua. I also liked Davis Mills. I wanted the Vikings to take him. They took Mond, and I was like, okay, cool. But I like Davis Mills. Um, I don't think either of them are starter quarterbacks, at least not right yeah. now. I just don't think they're very good. I just uh, like I, I wish they were good. I wish yeah. they, like I, mean, I want yeah, I never, want the players to be good. Know, right? But when I when you watch, it's just it's like it's like there's certain quarterbacks when you watch them. Like when I watch Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't be scared. Like two minute drill when Kirk Cousins is there. I think more likely than not, I don't care what the stats say, because okay. sometimes the stats might be wrong. I just when I watch him, I don't think Kirk Cousins is gonna score a touchdown in the last two minutes. When I watch Tua, I never feel like it's gonna be a touchdown. Yeah. Like right. I I never watch and I'm like, oh no, Tua's back there. Yeah. Oh no, Davis Mills is back there. <laughs> right, right. Like it just I think that's really interesting. Like I, I, I really liked Tua coming out. I thought Herbert was probably going to end up being a little bit better, which he looks a lot better. I thought Herbert was. I thought Tua was going to be better than this, but and I didn't think Herbert was going to be this good, but I did think Herbert was going to be slightly yeah. better. Personnel makes a difference too. I mean, Abs you know, and coaching oh, makes a difference. Right, right, right. All of it. But yeah, it's, if Tua had Mike Williams. Antonio Keenan Gates, Keenan Allen, yeah. Hunter, Henry, uh, Melvin Gordon. No, wait, N Melvin was gone by then. But Austin Eckler, like all these guys to start his career, yeah. kind of helps. I feel bad because, you know, we got a friend who's likes the Dolphins. Yeah. But uh, I think the Dolphins, it's, I think that if you think Davis Mills is a bad quarterback and you thought it was impressive that David Culley was able to win, with that, that's quarterback. You should be more impressed with Brian Flores and disappointed that Tua is a quarterback. Like, I, I see people defend yeah, Tua more sure. than attack him. I don't think Tua is that great. Yeah. <laughs> that's just proof. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. Just to take it back to, uh, just to bring everything back to the Vikings. Like the same thing with like it, stats wise, comparing people. Like Kirk's stats are up there with the with the best, and like comparing them sideways doesn't. You can you can love this person but hate this person. It just doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You have any other sports talk? Otherwise, that might be it for us today. Oh, I uh, just uh, Ed Donatel. I watched uh, just a small thing on him. Um, they asked him a very um, a question that seemed very like ta like targeted, um, and it basically was like, do you feel having a uh, good communication with your players? is uh is important and ed, ed donatel was just like absolutely he's like as uh he's like i want to talk to these guys um see what they see out there and just had to have like a, a big rotation of knowledge going around because 
um, the more they know, the more I know, the better we're going to work as a group. So, well, and one thing that I've heard is that sometimes reporters are told by the team publicist, ask a question regarding this, please. Like they'll, they'll ask one or two reporters to basically a plant, like a magician does a plant, just a planted one or two planted questions. I would assume they purposefully asked the oldest coach at Donatel. They purposefully asked it because it's anti Zimmer. Yeah. And they That's purposely the asked it to for the fans. Like, I think that I think that was that was probably one of those questions that either the reporter did a good job or that was one of those questions the team was like, "Hey, could you ask about? Could you ask uh, Donatello yeah. about talking to the players?" Right. That that definitely feels like a planted question. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. In regards to the actual answer, I'm sure Kevin O'Connell made the point like that he wants communication throughout the whole staff and, Quasi. and the players. And Quasi, yeah. So one one big everyone needs to be on the same page. Like we're building this together. So I'm sure that is the right is the right answer. Like I'm sure that is not a lie. I mean it, Only it time nice. will tell. Only time will tell. Skull. 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 Yeah. Skull. Uh, thank you for sticking with us this week. I apologize if I did have a lack of energy. I feel like Aaron Rodgers' butthole after that cleanse. I just not doing hot, not doing hot for a couple days now. Doing all right, though. Made it through. We're here for you. We'll be here again next week. We're here every week. Doesn't matter. We'll we're see not, you. We're not fucking leaving. We'll see you again next week in our sports section. If you like Marvel, we'll see you again this weekend, next week in our Marvel section. You all look great today. GG. GG.